Hi, and welcome to another Build a Healthier Life podcast. I'm Kevin Mullen. We're here to help our listeners become more aware of the hazards that lurk inside our homes through the materials used in the construction process of our homes, understanding some of the risks with the beauty and cleaning products we use in our lives and the risks in some of the food that we consume. Today, I'm pleased to introduce Bruce Mullen, my brother. Well, before you turn this off and say, I don't want to listen to this guy's brother, you need to hear his story and his health journey. Bruce is a fellow Canadian, a loving father of two children, an entrepreneur had worked hard as a great leader in the transportation and oil field business for over 30 years, and who had retired to Victoria with his loving wife, Charlene, and daughter. After a tragic loss of his wife to, to breast cancer, Bruce re-entered the business world to create an organic retail food business that was to affect change in people through his brand, Jusu. His wife, Charlene, had always been focused on a healthy lifestyle of ensuring that she was eating healthy food, juicing, and engaging in exercise. And this business was a loving husband's way to honor her and another way for Charlene to continue her legacy to touch and bring life to others. Bruce is now trying to help anyone that will listen to his story and communicate that the chemicals that we put in our bodies, on our bodies, and in our homes is the single most dangerous thing you can do to your family. Bruce, welcome to Build a Healthier Life, and we're looking forward to having you share your story and your journey and a message with our listeners. Well, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for inviting me. This is, this is my first podcast, so um, I'm very excited to be a, a, a part of it. I've known you uh, all your life. <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, we, uh, we've gone through a lot together. We've done, um, you know, um, we've, we've built a family business up uh, through the years. Uh, I had one job in my life with uh, the Mullen Group, uh, which I enjoyed immensely. Um, uh, and, um, you know, there's a few things that happen in your lifetime that change the direction of your life. And that's happened to me uh, twice. Um, and it uh, doesn't happen very often in your lifetime, but it does happen that, there, that if something changes, it changes the direction of your life. <clears throat> so that happened to me uh, three times. Once uh, I decided to work with, uh, with uh, my father and brothers uh, to build, uh, to work in the transportation, logistics, uh, oil field business um, as a young man. And, um, and then uh, as you as you said that uh, my wife Charlene passed away from breast cancer. So um, we, uh, that changed my life uh, again. So uh, it doesn't happen very often in your lifetime. So, but you know, it, it definitely, if some, if this doesn't happen, this stays the same, but if this happens, it changes. And uh, you, you know, and nowadays um, you need to be able to uh, recognize those events in your lifetime that makes those meaningful changes. So you can decide as a young man or a woman or, or, or a person, uh, but it only happens a few times in your life. So Bruce, maybe you can share with people, you know, obviously you just shared that we, you know, you lost your uh, wife, Charlene, but can you share why and how you started on this health journey, I guess, in terms of, of moving towards um, organic food and stuff, how that happened? Well, I, I, gotta, I wanna go back a little bit just to my history, just a brief history lesson here. So when I was a young man, all I ever wanted to do was drive a truck. So I, would, I got my class one license when I was 18 and I drove a truck for my dad and it was truck number four. Then he came to me one day and he said, look, you better buy your own truck because you keep wrecking mine. So um, in 1978, I bought my first Kenworth and it was truck number seven. 
Um, and then we, I worked with my brothers and my father for my whole business life, basically. And um, when uh, we ended up going public in 93, um, very successful uh, uh, company, we grew our business. Uh, we worked extremely hard. We worked um, and uh, we did everything uh, honestly, ethically, the best of our ability. And we always looked in the mirror every day and said, we're going to do the best we can. Might not work out that day. We're gonna have lots of setbacks, but we're gonna do the best we can. And that's how we ran our business. That's how we ran our lives. And then um, after a long career at Mullen, my brother was my boss, boss Murray, and he basically came to me and said, "Look, if you're gonna pretend to work, I'm gonna pretend to pay you." So I said, "Fair enough. I'm sick of this anyway." And that's where we moved to Victoria. So that changed the direction of our life. I got out of the business, the day-to-day uh, -day business world, and in that uh, a traffic, uh, high traffic lane, and we decided to do something different. Um, and then when we were out there only just for a year, then Charlene was, she was 47, young, beautiful, um, and she got diagnosed with, uh, found a lump on her breast, and um, well, got it checked out, and, and it turned out to be in a triple negative breast cancer. No, we didn't know what that was. We didn't know really we didn't know what chemo was we didn't know radiation we didn't you know we didn't know we're like a, a many 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 canadians and many people around the world you know you're terrified because you don't know it's somebody else's problem but guess what it's not somebody else's problem it's your problem so we didn't know the difference between chemo and and uh, radiation but we found out chemo is chemical therapy chemicals so when we found this out, we went through our whole household. And radiation is, you know, it's uh, is a is a you know is, is obviously radiation. Uh, it's like a, uh, directed at uh, cancer cells, and then surgery. And everyone knows what that is. So they came to us and said, "Here's the deal: uh, your survival rate is 50% for sur uh, surgery, 35% if chemo works, and 10% for uh, radiation as mop up." Um, so we didn't know all this stuff, but we went, we, re did, we researched it. We went through our household, in our pantries, what we were eating, everything. And we found out that we are eating all these chemical foods, processed foods, you know, uh, the, uh, all of our cleaning products, our, uh, all of the makeup, all of our, um, the Dove soap. So all, all these products that we were using in our, in our uh, household, that we we're putting in our bodies, um, the government said it was all good. And, um, so we just did what we were like every other, everybody else. We just bought what we wanted to buy, but it didn't work out. It didn't work out at all because we were, I was feeding my family and myself chemo every single day, destroying your immune system. You know, and we also found out that your immune system is your white blood cells. And your white blood cells do not come from Google or eBay or Amazon. They come from your bone marrow. And once your immune system's compromised, you won't survive. Now, they might be able to keep you alive down the, the street, you know, with the medical system, maybe. But you won't. But you, you can't live. So these are the hard lessons that we learned. Uh, and we worked at it seven days a week. Like, now I had a really busy job. And we uh, she had double mastectomy chemo that didn't work, poisoned her, destroyed her immune system, the radiator till uh, hell wouldn't have it, burnt her, her breast uh, right through to her back, 
that didn't work. So we exhausted everything. We went to Switzerland for alternative medicines to try to rebuild our immune system. That didn't work. Uh, we went to, uh, we got rebaptized. We went to Holy Rollers. Like we were up against it. We, we didn't care. We were fighting a battle. Uh, and every time we went to the cancer center, we got bad news. Not good news. We got bad news every time. And every single time it was worse. So um, I was in the prevention business my whole life in the transportation logistics. It was actually, actually quite simple. We take something from point A to point B and our whole goal on every single thing we did was that nobody gets hurt and nothing gets damaged and hopefully we get paid. That was the whole deal. So I was in the prevention business and now I'm in the prevention business again. I think that our medical system is based on reaction, not prevention, no. We don't have a minister of health, we have a minister of medication. And it should be evident to everyone today that's going through this pandemic that if you have a weak immune system, you are putting you and your family at a tremendous disadvantage. So we need to do whatever we can for the three fundamentals. And, that, and this is why it's so important what Kevin's doing in his business is that we need to protect our family. It's our number one job. We need to protect our home where we reside, not just where we live, but where we reside, where we're at, which, which is most important, especially today in this pandemic. And we need to protect the environment. Why do we want to keep dumping all these chemicals into our rivers, lakes, and oceans? Like it doesn't make any sense. So just the three fundamentals, and it's very hard for people to do because the big, uh, the big um, advertisers, mostly from the US, they're very, very good at telling people what they need. They make it look good, they make it taste good. They have long shelf lives. They got high yields, more per square foot, more per acre. That's their whole goal. The only problem is, and they achieve those goals. You know, they got crops that'll grow as high as your house. They've got um, all kinds of corn syrups and all kinds of chemicals they can put in your food and everything else. And they're just dumping all this, Clorox and, and all these chemicals into our lakes, rivers, and oceans, all these chemicals are made in the Midwest by these big, through the corn lobby. Now they, they achieve yield and shelf life. The problem is it shortens your shelf life. That's the problem. So we'll just go back to how grandma and grandpa used to do it. I mean, our family, Kevin, as you well know, I mean, our grandparents, great grandparents, even our parents, I mean, the young people, they, they, they checked out at 95. They, you know, we're to buy it at 50. That's, that's the reality. And there's a lot of people in the same situation. And people are getting evaporated every day because they have weak immune systems. It's, it's most critical. And just running around the block and getting in great shape, that's not good enough. Because your cells have to be fed with proper nutrition not chemicals, your body's not set up to, to manage the chemicals. So th that's basically my story. That's why I'm doing it. I'm in the prevention business. I think it's most critical. It's too late for Charlene, probably too late for me, but it's not too late for my family. Yeah, so maybe that's a good transition, Bruce, to say, you know, you're in the prevention business and then you went along and you went and opened, uh, you went and opened this business called Jusu. Maybe talk a little bit about that and then why, why you were doing that and how you got into that. 
Yeah, so what I was <clears throat> basically after Charlene passed away and then on the anniversary date of her first uh, funeral, I got diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer. You know, so how's your day going? Not good. So you, you get in a real depression. <clears throat> and um, so I, I didn't know what a urologist was, but I found out. Um, and I said, well, you know, I've got to have the surgery. I just went through this movie. They said, well, we got to do CT scans and tests and all that. I said, well, what does it matter? It's, it's, we have to take it out. Surgery first. That's it. Number one. So I kind of, I got through that um, and I was on, basically moping around, laying on the couch. And my son, Brandon, was just going to business school. And he said, dad, you can't just lay on the couch here and cry over Charlene's picture. You have to do something. You built companies, you, you know, you know how to, you know how to run a business, you know, you have to do something, go on a board or two or something. <clears throat> so I decided that, that um, I would, um, I, me and Brandon drove around Victoria where we were living at that time. And I said, why don't we start a company from an idea and see if we can make something out of it and see if we can get it through you know, the startup stage to uh, open a few businesses and, and try to get into a public company. Well, all those stages, what it would take to do all that um, and, um, that was the goal. <clears throat> and how can we help people at the same time? So they don't go through the same, um, life changing events that our families went through. If we can help people and we can learn a little bit about uh, business and, and to see if we can get into a public company so we can really spread the word then <clears throat> to me, that wouldn't be a bad idea. So that's what we did. So we started with a company called Jusu. Jusu means juice in Japanese. Excuse me. Started with one store in um, in Victoria, and uh, we built the company out to uh, um, being in the juice business. And then we had pulp left over. Uh, we have all these young entrepreneurs came to me and said, "I can make, I can make cheesecake out of the pulp. I can make skincare products out of the pulp. I can make cleaning products out of what would normally be uh, be um, waste." So we were sending stuff to waste management. Now also we started making products that fed your body, fed your skin, and <clears throat> and then eventually ended up with a, a whole home cleaning product line. So get the chemicals out of your cleaning products. I mean, it's just not working. The chemical business is not working. You know, if you think drinking Clorox is going to make you healthy, you're good. Don't worry about a thing. You're golden. I don't think it's going to work. And don't stop dumping it in the ocean in the rivers and lakes. That's not working either. So who was who the target market, I guess, Bruce, for, for Jusu in your mind? Like who was the, was it, what was the age group that when you started this business that you thought it would be for? Well, we went to, we, we did a bunch of, um, sur, you know, week surveys. We just went to juice bars and uh, health, health places that, uh, um, you know, I didn't think that the, 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 the U.S. fast food uh, businesses are, are places of health. I didn't want my kids eating at uh, um, all these hamburger joints and uh, with all these processed foods. Um, it's not good for you. It's cheap. It's not good. No wonder they have to have their own uh, uh, cancer houses to, to help families out because they, they know what's coming. So I just don't, I didn't want to do that. We wanted to have, get people back to the basics of life. And we went, when we did that, we went and said, well, who's coming in? Well, it was young, young mothers uh, with their young babies to try to get them. So they were on a 
built their immune systems, make them nice and strong. Um, so started at an early age. We had people who were uh, into the right into the health and wellness business. Some that were um, that wanted to take health a little more seriously. Some that were having trouble with uh, uh, with weight loss. That just had no energy at all. Uh, and then some were, um, you know, had some serious health problems, health scares, like guys like me who said, holy smokes, this is uh, whatever I was doing before is just not, is not working out. So I'm going to have to change what I'm, my behaviors and I have to do it now or you won't survive. It's just the way it is. So we ended up having in, at least in my own mind to begin with is that, um, that people who are, um, in any age group that were uh, they're into the wellness movement and the mo- that movement's growing today exponentially it's still going it's not going to go back the uh, the plant-based movement is real the health and wellness business is real you know um the the, the smoking business was a big business back um you know in the early 60s and 70s uh even even farther in and um, but all the good smokers are dead they didn't make it. wasn't good for you, you know. So I looked at a a, a deal at um, at a company that uh, would target it. It's, it's not that easy because uh, you know uh, organic products are a little bit more expensive, at least at the beginning, and uh, until you learn to manage your supply chain properly and de- deliver products that uh, you know your your cost of goods are are, are higher than where you'd go to. You know, like a McDonald's or a Wendy's or or even a even a Starbucks. I mean, it's all U.S. companies uh, that are um, just pouring the chemicals to our citizens. I don't think it's right. And what did you? I mean, obviously, you you were at your store a lot in Victoria, and and you know, you ended up talking to lots of people. Were there some some stories that you heard from people on the front lines of how Jusu helped them or changed them? Well, I'll give you one story. There's a, a, a girl came into our store at Caddy Bay, and it was our first store. And not because it was strategic, it was because it was close to my house. So she came in, and she was probably in her 20s, mid to late 20s, uh, obviously taking chemo, you know. Um, and um, I, uh, I didn't say anything that day to her. Um, and she left. And um, my store manager, Laura, said, oh, yeah, she comes in here every day. She just loves, uh, loves Jusu. She's taking chemo. She's got, uh, um, you know, cesarean uh, cancer. And um, she comes in every day to get, and to, get to, to buy juices and smoothies and berry bowls. So I gave her, so I told Laura, I said, here, here. Here's, a, here's my credit card. I want you, next time she comes in, I want here, give her one of our gift cards and um, just say thanks, you know, and thanks for being so, so brave in that. So fast forward, about three years later, I'm in our, our store at Oak Bay and she walks, this lady walks in and she's got a young baby and it was her. And she comes up to me and says, Bruce, I'm not supposed to have this baby. And I believe that what you're doing helped me get this child, cancer survivor. And um, she had her baby. So, you know, when you think business is tough, think about how tough it is for them and how happy they are that, you know, you can change your life 
by feeding your cells, not destroying them. It's, it's a fundamental. The pyramid of poison started in the late 50s, early 60s. And we got to get out of it. That's that's a pretty pretty strong story. Was there any other great stories that, that you might want to share with some of the listeners? That's a pretty emotional story. Well, it was really emotional. You know, um, <clears throat> when Charlene got sick, we... Um, um, we, should, we made her a, a juice and smoothie every single day for until she passed away. And um, so we bought a Norwalk for a cold press juicing and we experimented with that. We had carrots and beets and crap all over the house. We didn't, you know, I mean, it was, it made a hell of a mess, but what it was good for her because it fed her, it gave her body a rest to, to feed her skin and to feed her, uh, feed her body because she needed that because he was on these tremendous uh, chemicals, drugs, and you, you feel terrible all the time. So when other people came in and they would be buying um, smoothie bowls and juices and, and, and taking to people that were in the hospital, because I don't know if you know it or not, the hospital food is chemical food. The first thing you walk in to one of these hospitals is a Tim Hortons. Guess what? That's all processed foods. It's not health food. Don't, I don't care what the, I don't care how much advertising they use. It's not health food. So they would come in and they would buy all kinds of stuff to take to people who are in the hospital just so they could get nourishment. You know, you need to be fueled up. You don't want to be filled up. And we had all kinds of people all the time coming in. Um, our biggest, our biggest growth group were basically, if you, if you wanted to say who, who is your biggest client base, I would say the Lululemon crowd. You know, because um, Lulem has done a great job on on um, getting people off the couch and uh, making them look good, making them feel better. And um, I think that um, if you do uh, organic, organic um, healthy, healthy eating and healthy skincare products, you're going to look better in those Lululemons and they might fit better. <laughs> That's a... Uh... So after, after that, uh, you, you started with the organic food store, Jusu, and then you, and you talked a little bit about, you know, taking that, the byproduct and then moving it into other areas. And how did that, you know, how did you evolve into that? And, and, and uh, what was the response from the people that came into the store as well? Well, <clears throat> I used to carry around a, a bunch of cash in my pockets in the old days before all, uh, you know, before, uh, I, I don't know, I just used from old school, I used to carry around cash. So I, I would have these young people come and uh, uh, come to come to me and say, uh, uh, or, or to some of our store people and say, I, I can make something out of, out of that, um, those byproducts here. So can I, can I, can I have some of those, that pulp from, from this juice? Or can I have some pulp from this? Or can I have pulp from that? Sure. Um, what do you what do you need? Well, I need a dehydrator. Well, how much is that? Well, it's about two hundred and fifty dollars, three hundred. Boom, boom, boom. I'll give them three hundred bucks. Uh, I need a little bit for packaging, and uh, okay, another here's another fifty or hundred, and um, and then uh, oh, I don't have any money for the bus ride home. Okay, here's another fifty. So once I started doing that, that that word got around, and I had all these people come up to me and say, hey, I can make skincare products, I can make clean products, I can make all kinds of products. I can do wraps out of the pulp. I can make dog biscuits out of the pulp. So 
I stopped carrying hundreds around because they were going too fast. And then I got down to fifties, but they went as fast, but that triggered all these young entrepreneurs and uh, others to say, I can build something that you're throwing away that we can. It's, it, it's good for your body. I mean, mother nature put all these peels on, uh, on oranges and lemons and apples and, and all these other things to protect the fruit that's what they did so there's all kinds of nutrition in all of the all of the byproducts which we which we used which ended up we started a company called jisoo body out of it which is all natural they were food grade uh, um, skincare products and then uh, we uh, uh, worked with a, a lady that had a, a, um, a plant-based cleaning line um, ended up buying 50 percent of that then ultimately all of it uh, and then we that was called jisoo life so we looked after your body your body, your baby, your home, your skin. So that's what we so we have Jusu bar body and uh, and home now. Look after your home, look after your body, feed feed your body, and that's how we ended up uh, doing it. Yeah. So what would what would you you know looking back now? You're uh, if you if you're looking back at you're forty years old. What what would you tell your forty year old self? Um, from what you know today? Well, <clears throat> you know, when I was in trucking business in the late seventies and eighties, I mean, I, I was, uh, everybody smoked like everybody, you know? So I was, I started smoking. I didn't start smoking until I was like, I mean, maybe 30, but I smoked, uh, you, and you used to be able to smoke in the office at that time. You remember you used to smoke in an airplane. Hey, sit in these back seats here. You won't get uh, too much smoke on you. Uh, so, but all those people are dead you know, um, or really sick. Um, I would say um, that would help, would help me is that uh, my lifestyle and, um, you know, smoking too much, drinking too much, um, eating, you know, what I call Calgary food, you know, steak, baked potato, corn to cob, Crown Royal, red wine <laughs> is not a good diet. So, um you know, my, my son, he, he doesn't drink at all. He doesn't smoke. He, he's completely healthy. My daughter, Caitlin is the same. She's the, we, we do whatever we can to have uh, healthy uh, or organic foods, way more readily available today. Um, and when you eat healthy, you don't eat as much because the chemical guys figured out how to make you hungry all the time. That's what they do. They put the processed sugars in you that trick you into that you need to eat more. And it's a cycle. You know, I don't know if people know it or not, but, you know, this corn syrup that, um, that um, Coca-Cola and these, all these guys put into all kinds of their products and stuff like that. They haul the, that corn syrup around on the rail in the same containers built to haul crude oil. So what does that tell you? You know, as a young, as when I was a young truck driver, I used to haul a product called anhydrous ammonia. You may not know what that is. It is a fertilizer, a liquid fertilizer. In those days, there was no safety precautions. You said, hey, don't get in that hands. You'll, you know, your hands will disappear. But what it does, they spray it on the farmer's fields when the crops are quite young. It sucks the moisture out of the ground and the crops grow like crazy, you know, because it, the, the moisture is deep in the earth, not, it's not raining when it's supposed to. And the crops grow as high as, 
you know, as high as your house, but it's full of chemicals. And that's what uh, goes into your flour, that goes into all these products, all these cereals, the whole gang that people are just plowing down. Long shelf life, lots of yield, more per square foot, more per acre, just your shelf life gets extremely shorter. And you don't even know it. Chemical therapy, chemo, stop feeding your family chemicals is most critical. That's the biggest thing I've learned in my life. Do you think you would have listened to yourself, uh, you know, listened to that at 40 years old? Do you think you might have listened to that advice and cut back on, I guess, the the crown and potatoes and the steak and stuff? Or You, you know what? My hearing's good, but my listening's terrible. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's tough to change, you know. I mean, people, it's, it's most difficult to change. I mean, everything is, uh, um, but, you know, you have to decide. Do you want to... Um, do you want to survive? Do you want to have a healthy lifestyle? Do you want to have the best life that you can possibly do? Like our parents, as you know, Kevin, they moved heaven and earth to give us the opportunity to have the best life that we could possibly have. And they still do today in their late 80s. You know, they still do today. That's their number one job to make sure that their kids and their grandkids have the best opportunities they can in their lives. And that's a, and that is a role model for every single citizen in this country. I a hundred percent agree. They, they uh, have sacrificed so much for us and for their friends and employees and, and um, you know, not just for their kids, like you said, but for their grandkids. Um, you know, I wrote this down. Um, I remember one time we were sitting in Palm Springs and, and, um, I was showing uh, Charlene a, a picture and she said, your camera takes good pictures. And uh, I said, Oh, okay, thanks. And then she, you know, began to make supper and, and she made this, you know, great supper. And I said, your pots and pans make great food. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it was, you can be given the tools, but it's what you do with them to, to make great things from them that's really the most important. And uh, so this is one of those tools that, you know, and learning from, you know, your experience and going through the medical system, uh, you know, creating a business that is there to help people, you know, uh, hopefully that they can learn from, from uh, your words today and your inspiration so that they can actually, uh, you know, make the changes, um, understand why they need to make the changes and then, and then move forward. So um, what's the one thing I guess um, that you would tell our listeners to do that you've learned over this last few years of your health journeys, not just Charlene's, but your own health journey um, that you think is the most important for them? Well, I just, there's um, one of the, um, one of the the guys that, um, most people know, not, not a lot of the younger people, but in, in um, President Kennedy uh, poached a guy by the name of Robert McNamara to be the Secretary of Defense. And, and he ended up uh, ultimately running the Vietnam War under President Johnson. But before that, he was at the Ford Motor Company and he was in charge of all Ford Motor products. He was right underneath Henry Ford number two. He introduced seatbelts in the 1956 Falcon. He said, we couldn't get anyone to wear seatbelts, but the ones that did saved their lives. And I believe we can't get people to eat healthy 
We can't even get them to wear a mask. But the ones that do will save their lives. That's what I believe. That's, that's a, a, good, a good analogy. Thanks very much, Bruce. So thanks. Is there anything else that you'd want to share with people that, you know, from before we, before we wrap this up, is there anything else that, that you, you have thoughts well, on? I, yeah, I, we, we took it from an idea, the juicy bar from an idea, through a, a tragic event in, in our lifetime. And we ended up uh, uh, selling the assets into a, a, public, com- a public company on, the, on the, uh, the venture exchange called Better Plant Science. It's all plant-based. They've got a nice uh, a suite of products. They've got, uh, um, so we ended up into a public company, which we set out to do. Um, we're on the, the, uh, the, 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 the venture exchange, a Canadian company doing good work for Canadians. Uh, and um, we, we implore uh, all of our employees um, our stakeholders, our shareholders, do the best you can to protect your family, protect your home, and to protect the environment. Do the best you can. Because, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to wake up only two ways. This is going to be a good day or it's going to be a struggle. And I've been on both sides. And I can tell you, when it's, you wake up in the morning, your feet hit the ground, and it's a good day, everybody knows it. And if you wake up in the morning and say, it's going to be a struggle today, guess what? Everybody knows it. But wake up in the morning. This is going to be a good day. I'm going to help my fellow, my family. I'm going to help my fellow citizens. I'm going to help my community. And I'm going to help my country. That's great, great words of advice, Bruce. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today on Build a Healthier Life. And, uh, you know, I know that there's lots of words of wisdom in there for not only myself and, and uh, you know, my eating habits, which um, might not be far, far from yours when you're in your 30s and 40s, but uh, definitely trying to do better, uh, live a healthier life, understanding the risks that are in the products that we're using both in our houses, on our bodies, in our cleaning products, and in the food we eat, which you shared today, is really uh, going to be able to help people build a healthier life. So thank you for joining us. If you like this podcast, share it with your friends, let them know about it. And Bruce, thanks again for joining me. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. Take care.